Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 211. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Next Step Test Prep, the MCAT podcast is here to make sure you have the information you need to succeed on your MCAT test day. We all know that the MCAT is one of the biggest hurdles you'll face as a pre-med, and we're here to give you the motivation and information that you need to know to help get you the score you deserve so you can one day call yourself a physician. Welcome to the MCAT podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by an amazing instructor from the new Blueprint Live Online course. This week, we're continuing our breakdown of full-length one, Blueprint Preps, full-length one with the bio-biochem section three, talking about an ovarian tumor. Our MCAT Minute for today, if you didn't know about the MCAT Minute, it's a fun new series I'm doing throughout uh, a lot of the podcasts here on the network. But the MCAT Minute, as this episode is coming out, I just want to remind all of you, if you are planning to take the MCAT in the next few months, as this episode is coming out, February 10th, 2021, registration opens up either the 17th or the 18th of February. Go check out the AAMC for which day you are supposed to register. Both registration days open up at noon Eastern. Again, 17th and 18th of February if you're planning on taking the MCAT in the next few months. All right, let's go ahead and jump in to our episode today. Joya, back with another MCAT podcast. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. I'm excited to continue our deep dive into Blueprint Prep Full Length One Bio Biochem Passage Three. Um, I, I liked how we closed out the previous passage. You you said uh, your ritual is you close your eyes for three seconds and kind of tell yourself it's over, right? <laughs> the pain is yep. over. The suffering is over for that one passage, for those questions, um, to kind of reset your mind and, and reset mm-hmm. expectations and everything else. I, I love that because I, I always talk about Tiger Woods, right? As a golfer, mm-hmm. um, Tiger Woods is one of the best to to do that same thing, make a bad shot, mm-hmm. put it behind him and and continue on. The, the best golfers in the world do that um, to just 
ignore everything that just happened, forget everything that just happened and, and just move forward. So I, I think it's an awesome strategy to have as you finish it's out. It's a good trick. So we talked about- the MCAT is lying to yourself. <laughs> like you have to lie to yourself and say that you're okay and just keep going. Nice. Uh, that That's all of med school too. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the way to close out that passage, close your eyes three seconds, as you begin a new passage, as you start to read those first few sentences, what do you tell yourself, especially if you're reading something where you know, like, oh my God, like I was hoping this wasn't on the MCAT. This is my worst thing. How do you overcome that sort of negative self-talk? Mm, I think the biggest thing for overcoming that, oh, I was hoping this wasn't on here is to lie to myself and say that I didn't hope that it wasn't <laughs> on here. I re- like, this is a theme. You'll hear this from me a lot. I have to pretend that a lot of that negative self-talk doesn't exist. And that's not what I think. And that's not how I feel. So when I approach passages, I always kind of treat it at the beginning before I get into what I'm supposed to know outside of it. Treat it like a car's passage. Just absorb the material in the passage. Just start with that. Just get through what's on the page. And then I can figure out what I'm supposed to know. And I can panic later if I need to. But when I first start reading, I read it like cars. I'm looking for main idea. I'm looking for meaning. I'm looking for compare and contrast or cause and effect. I'm looking for all the kind of hallmarks of a passage that has meaning. And I can I can worry about the external knowledge I need because it's biobiochem at the end. But as I go through, I'm just saying, let me see what they've given me. Because sometimes they give you more information than you think they're going to. Sometimes the MCAT passage actually gives you knowledge that you should technically know already, but they'll give it to you for free. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let me let me give the test the benefit of the doubt and read what they put in front of me before yeah. I decide that I'm sad that it exists. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Ready to dive into our, our new passage here? Ready. All right. Let's rock and roll. All right. Ovarian cancer is a highly lethal gynecologic malignancy affecting more than 22,000 women annually in the United States alone. Although most patients initially show a complete clinical response to surgery and chemotherapy, recurrence and progressive disease eventually occur in the majority of patients. The sensitivity of tumors to platinum-based chemotherapeutic agents is a major predictor of patients' prognoses. Platinum-resistant tumors are associated with poorer outcomes. This underscores the need to identify and eventually target pathways involved in platinum resistance. This task is complicated by the heterogeneity of cells within malignancies. The cancer stem cell, or CSC, theory proposes that resistant cells encompass only a minority of cells within a cancer, but are solely responsible for long-term recurrence. Therefore, chemotherapy must target these CSCs in order to show long-term effectiveness. Okay, my first paragraph. All right. That's a lot. Yeah. So I must stop after every paragraph to go back and highlight kind of person. So this is a point in the passage where I would like stop and take a second to go through with my highlighter and make sure I've gotten things that are the most meaningful to me. Okay. So I would start with most patients initially show a complete clinical response and then recurrence and progressive disease. Okay. So that tells me that it's not everyone, but recurrence and progressive disease is a thing. And then the thing that I really care about is what they told me that association Platinum resistant tumors are associated with poorer outcomes. Yep. I always look for those in science passages. What's associated with what? What indicates what? What causes what? Those are all kind of key words that are different. They have different meanings, but those are the kinds of things that give me a lot of meaning from a passage. Okay. And then I care about cancer stem cells theory, so CSC theory. Nope. Okay. <laughs> And I know that 
uh, resistant cells responsible for long-term occurrence. Resistant cells responsible for long-term occurrence, recurrence. So that tells me a lot. That tells me what the phenomenon I'm investigating is, which is recurrent specifically ovarian cancer. It tells me more specifically what kind of cancers are really associated with that, and that's my platinum-resistant tumors. And then it tells me what type of cell I need to target because they're responsible for those recurrence, and that's the CSC or the cancer stem cell. Mm. So that felt pretty good. It looked really intimidating when I first looked at it, but actually, I got a lot out of that. I feel pretty good. I'm like, all right, I know what I just read. I may not know everything about it, but I know what I just read. I know what the passage just told me. Cool. I feel good about moving on to my next paragraph. Okay. Aldehyde dehydrogenase activity has been shown to be a promising CSC marker in several types of cancers. Researchers investigated whether ALDH expression in the platinum-resistant ovarian cancer cell line A2780-CP70 was associated with aggressive tumor behavior. Cells were sorted by whether they expressed high levels of ALDH, ALDH+, or low levels of ALDH, ALDH-, and researchers measured invasiveness and response to carboplatin, a platinum-containing therapeutic. Ah, there, there was a lot in that. A <laughs> lot of abbreviations, a lot of symbols, a lot of numbers. So I'm going to go through and highlight the ones that I care about. So the first is that I know aldehyde dehydrogenase is ALDH. Great. I'm going to highlight that. I need to know what that means. And then I know that it is a CSC marker. So I want to highlight that too. That is why I care about that term. ALDH is a CSC marker. Amazing. So then what did researchers do? Whenever I see the words researchers investigated, I care about what comes after that because it tells me what their study was. So it was ALDH expression. And it was associated with aggressive tumor behavior. That's what they were investigating. I am not going to highlight all those crazy numbers. That's just the names of the cell lines. I'll see them on the tables when I get there. I don't need to memorize them. I can always go back for that. But what I do need to know is what were they investigating? Whether ALDH expression was associated with aggressive tumor behavior. Fantastic. And then the two things that they measured were invasiveness and response to carboplatin. And depending on how I felt, I might highlight that carboplatin is platinum containing, but the existence of the plat in carboplatin is what's cueing me in that that's a platinum containing agent. And that makes sense to me based on what I read in the first paragraph that it's platinum resistance that's associated with such poor outcomes. So that all made sense to me. And now I'm going to go ahead and read, not read, but look at my figure. So I see a figure. I see that one of these is with the um, ALDH expression, um, whether it's there or not there, and invasiveness. So cells invaded is on my y-axis. I'm always looking to see what is on my axes so I can tell what I'm measuring. I know they were measuring invasiveness. So this is that. This is telling me in this cell line A2780CP70, does having high or low ALDH expression, uh, is that associated with an increase in invasiveness or a decrease? And I see from those two little stars Um, That means in my caption that it's a p-value of less than 0.01, which is a statistically significant difference. So what I can see here is that the ALDH plus subset are more invasive. So that's what I get from part A. Mm. More cells are invaded if there's ALDH plus. And if I forget what ALDH plus is, I can go back into the passage and see ALDH plus is high levels of ALDH expression. So that makes sense to me. All right. More ALDH, more invasiveness. I feel good. I'm going to move on to B. 
B is again looking at ALDH plus and minus. This time there's two things. One is being treated with a sham. That's my control. The other is being treated with carboplatin. And I'm seeing um, what is their response to carboplatin. And so here I see that there is a statistically significant difference between the ALDH plus and ALDH minus in both groups. So actually there is more, uh, it's colonies per field. So that's proliferation. So there is more proliferation um, with the ALDH plus in general. And then I also see that it's more resistant to carboplatin. So when I treat my ALDH minus cells with carboplatin, they go down to almost zero proliferation. But when I treat my ALDH plus cells with carboplatin, there is still some proliferation. It's less. So the carboplatin is definitely doing something, but there is a resistance to carboplatin in my ALDH plus cells. Yep. So that's what I got from these figures. And I made sure to look for my statistical significance. I feel good. Okay. And then my second to last paragraph. So we're, we're chugging right along. So in a subsequent experiment, targeted short hairpin RNA, SHRNA, was used to silence ALDH expression. Invasiveness and percent survival in response to carboplatin treatment were measured in control and ALDH knockdown cells of that same line. So I'm still looking in the same ovarian cancer line. Um, so I don't need to keep kind of repeating the number or the name of the cell line because I know it's all the same thing. So the first thing I see in part A is that I'm looking at the invasiveness with my control and my knockdown. And I see that the invasiveness is not changed. The error bars are overlapping. There's no um, double asterisk there indicating there's a p-value of less than 0.01. So I see that the ALDH knockdown does not affect how invasive the cells are. Mm. It will invade approximately the same number whether or not I have that gene. Okay. And then over on part B, I see what happens when I treat it with carboplatin. So again, I'm looking at that resistance. Um, so I see in my control, which is my darker bar, and this is always hard on the MCAT because they give you all these grayscale images, but the darker bar always has a higher percent of survival than the lower than the lighter gray bar, which is my knockdown gene. And so I see that knocking out the ALDH gene um, does reduce the carboplatin resistance, which should make some logical sense to me because earlier I read that more ALDH expression meant more aggressive tumors and more resistance. So taking out the ALDH gene should make the resistance go down. And that's exactly what I saw here. So that, again, I feel like, okay, that made sense. I turned my figure into words. I could summarize it to someone if they had never seen the paper before. Feeling good on that. Okay. And then we have our very last paragraph. So the expression levels of genes in the ALDH knockdown cells were analyzed using polymerase chain reaction, PCR. A significant increase was found in the expression of BAX, a pro-apoptotic gene, and a significant decrease in CDK4, which encodes a protein that promotes progression from G1 into S. So this is very cause and effect heavy. This tells me what things do what. And so that's something that I care about. So first, I note that this Analysis was done specifically in the knockdown cells. So I'm going to highlight that it was done in the knockdown cells, in the ALDH knockdown cells. So I see an increase in BACs and pro-apoptosis. This is where my external knowledge comes in. Apoptosis is programmed cell death. So pro-apoptotic gene means it makes them die. Okay. So I see that increase of BACs. And then I see a decrease in CDK4, which is responsible for promoting a protein that promotes progression, encoding a protein that promotes progression from G1 into S. So this is requiring me to go back to my cell cycle knowledge. I know G1 is that first growth phase. 
S is that DNA synthesis. It's where the actual chromosomes get duplicated before we get cell division. So if CDK4 promotes that and we decrease CD4, we're probably going to have a decrease of the number of cells progressing from G1 into S. So this is all what's happening in my ALDH knockdown cells. And that's the end of my passage. <laughs> oh, that's it? Oh, man. That's it. Oh, all right. Could have kept going forever. I feel like these questions are going to be pretty horrible. All right. So looking at question 10, which of the following is most likely to be a trait of cancer stem cells? All right. So I hate that they're like already going outside of the passage and just talking in general about cancer stem cells, not about anything that they just told us about. All right. So A, ability to differentiate into any cell type in the body. B, self-renewal. C, greater reliance on aerobic glucose metabolism. Or D, elevated levels of Bax expression. All right, so this is like um, cancer in general, right? So ability to differentiate into any cell type in the body. I don't think we can say that, right? There are some tumors, right, that potentially have that ability, but can't say, I don't know. I, I don't think we can say that about every cancer stem cell. Um, so I'm going to hold off on that one. Self-renewal. Um, I, I clicked it. I didn't mean to. But um, So self-renewal is interesting, right? The whole point of cancer is that it goes off and does its own thing and mm-hmm. uh, goes, goes crazy. So that seems tempting. Um, greater reliance on aerobic glucose metabolism. Oh. <sighs> maybe i don't i don't remember uh cancer in that way so i'm not sure about that one i i think we know that cancer has a high uptake when we like do uh do scans of certain things and we can see mm-hmm. that it takes a lot in is that aerobic glucose metabolism maybe i don't remember uh elevated levels of bax expression so i'm like oh i remember bax right pro apoptotic no that wouldn't be it because that would be dying um so we know i know it's not d um so i've i've increased my chances a little bit there i'm pretty sure it's not a yeah um, that sounds like a totipotent cell yeah so that's a specific cell potentially that can do that um self-renewal is interesting right this whole this whole thing right the way the whole thing about cancer is that they just go crazy and and reproduce and reproduce and reproduce um but every cell is is capable of self-renewal so why is that special about cancer stem cells so it's just an interesting answer there i like c just because i don't like how b makes me feel (laughs) oh that's such i feel like that's such a trap though because just going off of like the the impulse, I think is um, is a challenge. I think my hesitance when I see C is that maybe they do more aerobic glucose metabolism because they're dividing very rapidly. But I don't know that they're like more reliant on glucose metabolism than anything else. I think mm. most cancer cells, the the trait of cancer cells and stem cells and cancer in general is just that they do division like crazy. So they do it more, but they don't necessarily do it that. Mm differently you know they're not like having a different mechanism they're still just doing cellular respiration eating up glucose like the rest of us <laughs> yeah they're just doing it out of control yeah so my impulse is actually to cross out c mm. i like self-renewal actually because of the passage not even because of my external knowledge but they told me in the very first paragraph that 
The cancer stem cell theory proposes that resistant cells are solely responsible for long-term recurrence. And recurrence means that I got treated with chemo or surgery or whatever, and then it came back. And that sounds to me like the definition of self-renewal. So I'm actually leaning way more towards B because the passage plus my knowledge of cancer tells me that, yeah, cells can come back, but this is a cell that we like put chemicals on. We said, here's chemotherapy, go away. And then the stem cells in particular are able to come back. And that word solely responsible Mm. is a real tip off for me because the passage is giving me that information that it's just them. It's just the CSCs. So I'm going to go with B on that one. Okay. I'll follow you. Answer choice (laughs) B. Great answer. All right. Oh, that's a, I didn't like that one. All right. That's a tricky one. Yeah. Go ahead and read question 11. All right. Question 11. Which of the following conclusions is most strongly supported by the data presented in the passage? A, ALDH expression is associated with additional factors that promote invasiveness distinct from platinum resistance. B, platinum resistance is the mechanism through which ALDH promotes invasiveness. C, ALDH expression is exclusively responsible for the platinum-resistant phenotype, and D, BACS expression is promoted by ALDH. All right. So when we look at paragraph two here is where we highlighted some ALDH stuff. So we know Mm -hmm. just looking at the highlights, ALDH, um, promising cancer stem cell marker. Um, and its expression is related to aggressive tumor behavior. Um, and then the, uh, the, the, the latter part of that, right. Is, is ALDH, um, kind of, uh, expression is, um, look, they were looking at the invasiveness and response to platinum containing therapeutics. And there's Mm -hmm. the, the platinum coming into that. All right. So. That's the kind of overview of paragraph two. How do we translate this into an answer here? So answer choice A, ALDH expression is associated with additional factors that promote invasiveness distinct from platinum resistance. Um, So the... um, I don't know. So... Answer choice A is interesting, right? Because the the second paragraph doesn't specifically say ADL, ALDH is only um, a marker of aggressive tumor behavior in platinum-resistant ovarian cells, but that's just the one that we looked at. Right. Um, so I don't know if I like that one. Uh, answer choice B, platinum resistance is the mechanism through which ALDH promotes invasiveness. That sounds interesting, right? So we know um, that ALDH um, and platinum resistance go hand in hand. So that is interesting. But again... We definitely know that, but I also want to look at figure two because figure two is the one where we knocked out the ALDH and yep. we still looked at invasiveness Correct. and carboplatin resistance. Correct. Yeah, you didn't you didn't let me finish. I was going to say, but but just the ALDH and platinum resistance doesn't necessarily tell me anything about invasiveness itself. Yeah. So, I don't like that one because of that last those two words there at the end of answer choice B. Uh ALDH so answer choice C ALDH expression is exclusively responsible for the platinum. I'm going to stop there, right? Exclusively 
yeah. it seems like it's too too aggressive there. Um, and then back's expression is promoted by ALDH. So if we quickly scan down to the bottom, we know that the ALDH knockdown cells. Um, so if we knock out ALDH, there's more bats backs expression, um, which seems to go against answer choice D. Yep. Uh, which leaves us with answer choice A, which is one that I was like, I don't know, <laughs> and eh, whatever. Um, so I'm going to go with A there. Yeah, that makes sense. I think for me, I looked at that and I was like, ah, the word distinct is the one that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's the one I want to look for. Like, is there a separation between invasiveness and platinum resistance? And that's actually what I see um, here is that in figure two, I see that ALDH knockdown alone doesn't actually change invasiveness. Um, but it does change my carboplatin um, resistance. And so that tells me that whatever those two things are, they're both associated with ALDH, but they're not inherently linked. So there's some other factors that are kind of happening aside from those two things. They're not 100% um, happening all the time. So I know that ALDH expression is associated with invasiveness and platinum resistance, but that they don't always go together yep. um, in a one-to-one way. Yep. I like A. Yep. I like A too. All right, good. We're on the same page. All right, awesome. question 12, Roman numeral one, my favorite. Uh, which of the following would be expected as outcomes of ALDH knockdown gene therapy? Uh, Roman numeral one, slower proliferation. Roman numeral two, reduced invasiveness. Roman numeral three, increased platinum sensitivity. Uh, and then we have our answers two only one and three only two and three only one, two and three only. All right. So, um, going to figure two, right. As we have our ALDH knockdown, um, Mm -hmm. and we have the cells invaded with the knockdown versus control doesn't seem to do anything, but, but really the, the carboplatin, uh, responsiveness. So slower proliferation doesn't seem to be affected at all. So I don't like answer choice one, Roman numeral one here, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, And so that gets rid of answer choice A, or not A, uh, B and D, because those both have answer choice one. Um, And so the increased platinum sensitivity is a thing, right? Because we see mm-hmm. that carboplatin is affected with the control versus the knockdown. So answer choice three is correct, which only leaves answer choice C. Two, I think it's interesting three, that you, you knocked out Roman numeral one. Uh-oh. I actually was looking at Roman numeral one in figure one instead of figure two. Mm. So when I looked up at figure one, I was looking at the number of colonies per field. And it's kind of rude because they didn't say proliferation. They said colonies per field, which is proliferation. But this is also low levels of ALDH versus high levels of ALDH, even though it's not a, um, like, even though it's not a knockdown, showing that lower expression of something does lead to a difference in the number of colonies per field. That makes me want to say that it is associated with slower proliferation. So I'm actually inclined to say that that one is the is true. So number Roman numeral one is true. And then I take issue with Roman numeral two. So we're on opposite sides of the fence here. Because when I'm looking at Roman numeral two and I look at the figure two, I see that invasiveness wasn't affected by the knockdown. 
So that makes me want to say reduced invasiveness actually isn't the thing that happens if you get ALDH knocked down gene therapy. Your invasiveness probably stays the same. It's your carboplatin sensitivity and your proliferation that get affected. Mm. Okay. So for that reason, I'm actually inclined to knock out Roman numeral number two and go with answer choice B. Interesting. So what is the difference between slower proliferation and reduced invasiveness? Where do we see that in the chart? So I'm looking at figure one here. So invasiveness is the number of cells invaded. And then colonies per field tells me what the proliferation is, how many multiplications are happening. So the difference between like going into a cell versus just multiplying on your own. So when I see the colonies per field number and I see the ALDH minus, which is my dark gray bar, that's so much lower than my ALDH plus bar, even in the sham where I didn't even treat it with carboplatin. Just the fact that I had lower ALDH expression led to fewer colonies per field. And so that tells me that it's just proliferating. I don't know that I like the word slow. It's proliferating less for sure. I don't know if that's because of rate or just amount, but I do know that there's an effect on the proliferation just by virtue of having less ALDH expression, which is what the result of knockdown therapy would be. And so that's tricky because they almost wanted us to only look at your two, which is what I said, knockdown trap that I fell into. That's the trap. But if we remember what the effect of a knockdown is, which is that the thing gets expressed less if it's been knocked down, that means that figure one is still appropriate for us to draw conclusions from because it's yep. giving us the outcome of an ALDH knockdown without calling it that. Yep. All right. So based on your take on it, which I, I am agreeing with, the answer to it should be B1 and 3 only. Yeah. All right. Bummer. I got the three right. <laughs> you got the three right. Which uh, is actually how I would have approached this problem myself is I would have started with three because I always like to look at the Roman numeral answer that shows up the most. Mm. Um, and two and three showed up the most, but three seemed just like easier to me. So yeah. when I looked at this, I was like, I'm going to start with three and knock out um, answer choice A. And yeah. then I'm going to go through and look at one and two. I think that's super tricky though, because when they give you, and this is something to kind of note when reading bioparagraphs, is sometimes they'll give you something that is very similar to only one of the figures, but actually does take some of the concept from a different one. So even when the names are different, mm-hmm. trying to remember what the names mean is often really important. Otherwise, you kind of narrow your focus too much and you miss information. Yep. That would be really helpful. All right. Got it. Question 13. Awesome. If true, which of the following findings would most directly challenge the results of the study? Oh, God. Okay. So I already know that I need to know the conclusions of the results of the study, and then I have to figure out which of these goes against that. So that's already on my mind. A, ALDH expression correlates with the expression of other determinants of tumor invasiveness. B, targeting a different pathway instead of ALDH yields better improvements in platinum sensitivity. C, no significant relationship is found between ALDH expression levels and clinical behavior in non-carboplatin resistant ovarian cancer cell lines. And D, ALDH overexpression results in no significant differences in platinum resistance compared to control cells. Which of these are going to challenge the results of the study? So I'm going to start with the last one, answer choice D, right? Answer choice D, I think, seems like a trap answer to me 
because we have the studies that show we have ALDH cells with like high levels and low levels. Uh, mm-hmm. And we see the platinum resistance based on that. But if we all of a sudden found that overexpression, right, there's even more ALDH, like, and and resistance doesn't change. I don't think that doesn't change the fact that of this study, right? It just is like, well, more ALDH doesn't tell us anything. So I'm going to get rid of D, even if that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to get rid of that. So ALDH expression correlates with the expression of other determinants of tumor invasiveness. Um, I have no idea. Um, right. This, this study, again, going back to what is this study? This study is all about ALDH and high levels of it, low levels of it, knockdown of it, mm-hmm. and invasiveness and proliferation and uh, response to platinum-based therapeutics, pl- platinum-containing therapeutics. Uh, and, and so if ALDH expression correlates with expression of other determinants of tumor invasiveness, that doesn't change the results of what I'm studying here, I don't think. I think it's a little beyond the scope. Yes. So I'm going to come back and argue with you about D, but A, I'm with you. Okay. A, I'm with you. I think (laughs) this is way out of scope. I don't know anything about other determinants. They didn't tell us anything. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Answer choice B, targeting a different pathway instead of ALDH yields better improvements in platinum sensitivity. Again, that's that's, again out of scope, as as you like to say. I like that word. Um, That's really kind of, okay, great. Um, yeah, like, still, congratulations. That's awesome. I still has know nothing to do with me. Exactly. I still know that about ALDH. Um, C, no significant relationship is found between ALDH expression levels and clinical behavior in non-carboplatin resistant ovarian cell lines. No significant relationship between ALDH expression and clinical behavior in non-carboplatin resistant ovarian cells. Uh, Again, we were looking at carboplatin resistant cells. Mm -hmm. That's what this whole study is about. So that's out of scope. Um, And so we're left with D, which I've already gotten rid of, but apparently uh, I jumped at it too soon. So this is where I fall into a trap sometimes of... um, we have this whole theory of ALDH expression um, kind of going to platinum resistant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, platinum containing therapeutic resistance. And so I wanted to jump at that because um, who's to say that more of something, right? If we think of simple... Uh, like going back to the chemistry lab or biology lab, whichever one it is, where we like super saturate something. Like Mm -hmm. you add more to it, it's still super saturated. It doesn't change anything. Um, And so that's the the line of thinking that I took with answer choice D was it it doesn't change what I just learned. It just tells me that more of it doesn't change anything. I see where you got that. I see where like the overexpression feels like it kind of contradicts everything. But I think for me, when I read this, I was like, okay, just looking at figures one and two, I can tell that having ALDH present means that you're more platinum resistant. Correct. Present, but that's that's quantitative, but or qualitative, but we don't know anything from a quantitative level. So I I challenge this answer. 
That's fair. I think that's a fair one to challenge. I'll continue to back it up by saying <laughs> we saw both a knockdown and just a decreased um, a decreased expression. And so we see in general, just like having more ALDH means you have more resistance. That's that's like the theme that we've seen. So if we saw ALDH more, whether it's overexpression or expression, if we got a finding that said the presence of ALDH is not going to have a difference in platinum resistance, that like flies in the face of what I just saw in my tables. So I can hear why like the word overexpression gives you pause. I think for this one, it's either process of elimination because the other ones are so much more clearly wrong that you say, okay, well, I hate it, but it's D. (laughs) For me, I think I just see that dose-dependent relationship between ALDH expression and platinum resistant. And I say, okay, well, this from these, if I didn't look at these like new findings and I just looked at what I had, I would kind of extrapolate and say, the more ALDH, the more resistance. That's what I expect to see. I expect it to keep on increasing. Yeah. And so if I saw something that was the opposite of that, I'd be like, that contradicts what I just thought. Yeah. And so that kind of answers my question here. So so here's here's why I'm going to continue to challenge it. And, and you can take it back to your test writers. I will. <laughs> is, is we only see two different concentrations in figure two, right? Mm-hmm. We see 50 and 100. Who's to say that 150 doesn't have the same exact uh, percent survival rate, and and 200 doesn't have the same exact survival rate? We don't we don't know that. We don't have enough information to go. Oh yeah, if if we see that, there's no significant difference. This com- completely changes everything that I've just said. Maybe I'm completely thinking about this wrong, but um, I I don't think it changes everything that I've learned here, right? If, if I, if I throw someone out of a, an airplane, they're going to accelerate until they reach terminal velocity. They can't mm-hmm. go any faster. Yeah. They're, they're so you're saying like maybe we already hit the terminal. We yeah. already hit the kind of saturation. That's exactly what maybe, I'm saying. But I think it's specifically that it's no difference in compared to the control cells that gets me on that. I think it would be one thing if they said overexpression results in no significant difference in platinum resistance compared to regular expression. But this is saying that it would come back down for some reason. Mm. So it's not like we reached a main point and then stayed there. A plateau, I think, is perfectly logical, but I think it makes little to no sense that I express something that makes my resistance go up, and then once I pass the threshold, it somehow comes down again? So that's the, the key thing that I was leaving out. I, I ignored the control cell. Ah, yeah. So I think it's the control that, for me, I was like, that that would really challenge, because I see so yep. much significant difference between ALDH expression and control that I agree with you that like a, a Plateau could happen, totally. Yep. But I just don't think that given the, the mechanisms that we've been looking at and given all this other data, it doesn't make sense that it would suddenly plummet back down. Correct. That yeah. makes sense to me. All right. So see, you have to read the whole freaking yeah. answer. Um, I I was immediately like ADLH, ALDH overexpression results in no significant differences in platinum resistance. And I stopped there. Uh, and I'm like, well, we can't say that. Um, and... But compared to control cells, obviously the control cells are still going to be um, not affected, and um, having a lot of ALDH is going to hit some level less than control cells. Right, makes sense. Yep. Got it. All right. No, this is great. I think this is also. I think we just modeled something that's really important, which is when students are going over passages, it's super important to challenge. If you don't like the answer, think about it, write out your argument with it, and then try to find why it's right, or literally challenge it. That exists. That's a mechanism that exists within Blueprints materials. You can email the content <laughs> team and be like, "I don't like this," and I've done it, and yeah. I got a really great response, and I was wrong, um, and they told me why very, very, very gently. But 
I think that's really important to not just say, I'm going to just put a check mark next to the ones that I got right and an X next to the ones I got wrong. You have to engage with all the answer options and look at all the explanations for all the questions when you're reviewing a full length. And so I'm really glad that we have done this a couple of times with questions because this is what ideally should be going on in students' brains. Like you should be having this argument with yourself or with a friend. Study groups are great. Um, also talking to a cat, talking to a wall, you can explain so much. Walls (laughs) are great listeners. Um, Stuffed animals. I've seen great YouTube videos of of students teaching their stuffed animals MCAT content, and that's how they do well. Absolutely. Or your English major partner, which is what I did. Um, (laughs) A very generous, I have a very generous partner who's like, yeah, I'll listen. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But I think this is a really important part that is the active aspect of reviewing a full length. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, why podcasts like this are really great. And like watching other people do it and coming to office hours is really helpful. But when you're on your own, you got to do this part. You got to grapple with the stuff, especially if you don't totally believe that you were wrong. That's all the more reason to like dig into it and parse through the passage again and the answer options and the explanations, um, because that's how you learn. Because now you're not going to forget to read the whole answer. You're not going to forget to look at what was being compared the next time you see it. Yeah. Got it. I I never believe I'm wrong, by the way, which is why... (laughs) It's very hard for me to to get all these answers wrong, but that's okay. I'm glad we can hopefully help somebody out there. Me too. All right, there you have it. Another great episode breaking down Blueprint MCAT full-length one, Bio-Biochem, Passage 3, a little ovarian tumor for you. Again, if you're planning on taking the MCAT in the next few months, go check out the AAMC's registration page to learn how to register, to, to learn which day you have to register. And if you haven't yet, go check out blueprintprep.com slash MCAT to get some full-length exams from Blueprint Prep, the best full-length exams from a third-party company out there. Again, blueprintprep.com slash MCAT for those exams. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.